Welcome back to Eviction Radio. On this episode of the podcast, we have Dee Sassarasi, our Athlete of the Month, talking about her role as Arya Stark on Game of Thrones, a plant-based diet, as well as her growth mindset. Very cool episode, a lot of laughs, and some pretty cool information as well. Enjoy, you guys. now we're live all right so we got to go down the road <laughs> so how many people stop you to talk to you about being on game of thrones i can't even count i would probably <laughs> estimate 30 or 40 in my life yeah like tsa security <laughs> cashiers everybody like i've been like oh my god you could just turn on a british accent and you could be her do you do they ask you to take out needle and 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 do some type of sword play so, so I don't watch it. the show. Okay. Right. So. Oh, thank God. Me either. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm like the only one. Yeah. But yeah, uh. at my work, they call me Aria. And you, so you haven't watched the show since? No, my wife watched it and I tried to watch the first episode, but. Couldn't get into it. It was so confusing. Same here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. I feel like too much depth. Did we say we're talking about Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. I, th- For I think. Anybody <laughs> <listening>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think. Well, you got to give it another try. I mean, it's it, it's pretty. It is deep, but it, it's good. The, I think it. I think it starts slow, if you I remember correctly. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way because I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. I think the first time that you walked in the gym, I was like, Oh my God, Arya Stark's going <laughs> to start going to our gym. This is amazing. So. Um, yeah, so for those out there, we have Deanna, Deanna. D. Yeah, go by D. Sassarossi. 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 I wasn't going to try it. I was Very not close. even going to try yeah, it. Yeah, I went from Mativier to Sassarossi. So from what? Mativier. Mativier? Okay. Yeah. To Sassarossi. Sassar- oh. Sassarossi. Sassy. Recently. Sassy. July. And July. July. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. When, when in July? July 30th. I'm July 28th, so. Oh, my birthday's the 26th. Nice, nice. So that's exciting. Yeah. Where Where did you guys get married? Uh, Southern California, San Diego area. Nice. That's yeah. sweet. That's awesome. You guys go there often, or is it? So, um, two of our friends um, that we met at CrossFit actually got married in Southern California last year. They had a small wedding, like 20 people. Um, and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for our wedding and we had just bought a house last November kind of unexpectedly so we had no savings and we were going through all of our different options for our wedding and how much it would realistically cost and our two friends who got married there last year were like oh we were thinking about going back there on vacation would you want to you guys want to come and we just had like the light bulb idea to get married while we were there yeah that's so, awesome perfect been there once before but but that was it yeah. that's cool nice yeah that's really cool very cool so, D, we've been working out with you for two months now, and you are a strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I mean, you're, you're small inside, smaller athlete. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. Pound, for pound. A very strong woman. Yeah, I mean, I saw you, I think for one of the first workouts, you were doing pull-ups, and I was like, wow, she is just banging them out. And, you know, we talked a little bit before the show, and you would just expect somebody to be able to do pull-ups like that their whole life. You know, like it just came easy mm-hmm. to you, but that's not necessarily the case, right? Oh gosh, not at all. I would, 
I, I was thinking about this before the podcast, and uh, a lot of people might disagree with this just based on seeing me work out, but I would argue that I'm not like a na- I'm not naturally good at CrossFit. Um, I'm not particularly naturally strong. Like I have really poor body awareness. Um, coaches probably get frustrated with me because they're like telling me the same <laughs> cue over and over, and it's like it's not that I'm not trying. <laughs> it's just that my body hasn't figured out to do what my brain's telling it to do. Right, like yeah. it took me a month to learn how to kick up to the wall. I'm, I'm really not a good mover. Um, but I love CrossFit because the idea that that doesn't have to be that way, I can work on these things and change these things is so exciting to me. Mm. So when I first started CrossFit, I thought it was kind of like a joke that I would get a pull up. Like it was just so far down the road, but I just worked on it a lot. And now it's, it's one of my strengths. That, that, that's really cool. Have you read the book Mindset, Carol Dweck? No. Some people that know me are probably rolling their eyes right now, but <laughs> totally <it is>. <laughs> rolling their eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I it, was going to call you a nerd, but I just, yeah, but, it, but um, <laughs> those that have read it, it I, I mean, you, you have a growth mindset, right. like to be able to just say, Hey, I'm going to learn this. Um, and then just stick with it. What was your plan? Like, I mean, how did you, uh, what was your training looking like that? Um, I, so I added pull-ups, I was, I was doing CrossFit, I don't know, four or five days a week, and I added pull-up specific work three days a week, um, probably about 30 or 45 minutes of pull-up specific work, like negatives, lap pull-downs, barbell rows, um, that kind of stuff, and just drilled that and built up the strength. I don't think I even knew how to, like, activate my lats. Like, I remember my coach telling me, like, pointing to the, like, we're trying to turn these on right here. What did you do prior to CrossFit? I mean, in terms of exercise. Um, so I guess my fitness journey started in college. We were required to take a PE class. Um, oh. So I took run conditioning just because I had um, run cross country as a kid and played yeah. soccer. Um, but I wasn't particularly athletic as a kid. Like, I, um, I didn't play sports in high school. I, like, ran kind of recreationally. Um, so I took run conditioning in college, and then I was motivated to um, try to do a half marathon. Oh, cool. So I did those for a couple of years, and then I um, thought about signing up for a marathon, but was kind of dissuaded by how much time the training would take. Yeah. Um, sitting next to Mr. Iron Man here, that right. seems, like a, seems like a joke. <laughs> but yeah, I listened to the last episode. Um, <laughs> Mr. Iron Man. <laughs> I hope that name catches on. I hope not. Um, so then I started... I was talking to a friend of mine who went to like a, um, like a global gym and yeah. he invited me to come work out with him. So um, I learned how to squat, how to deadlift, how to bench, um, just use the machines there. But this was about six months before we moved to Massachusetts. So I, I didn't spend a lot of time doing that. Um, and then I started CrossFit. Oh, cool. Very cool. But you, you worked out in your, your basement or, or your house for a while, for a period of time, right? Right. So I did CrossFit at a gym in East Hampton for about a year and a half-ish. And I worked out in my basement for about six months. Nice. Um, I had a shoulder injury, so I knew I was the kind of person that couldn't continue going to the, a CrossFit gym and not tr- try to use my shoulder. So I kind yeah. of forced myself to, to take a step back from it and just do what I could in my basement. Um, yeah until you guys open eviction yeah that's that's cool yeah it's uh I, i'm glad to hear a fellow basement crossfitter is yeah is amongst the ranks <laughs> <laughs> you would have fit right in at garage for life too i know it's too I bad paths yeah have, i feel like matt we're kind of matt um the, well there's 2t matt yeah then i have only have one so i feel like we're kind of cut from the same cloth and that we're kind of 
I agree. Dolls and nerds, and so I get made fun of for what I eat a lot. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great. All right. Yeah, we're the majority you really, you right really now. Really did listen. We're, we're the I majority. Did listen. Yeah. Me and I you, And I also learned how to swim at mid twenties. In adulthood. Yeah, yeah. in adulthood. Yeah. So tell us about that. I, I, um. So this this was a time when I was um kind of had like an in- injured shoulder and I was trying not to go overhead and I was really taking a step back from CrossFit and I was like this has been a weakness in my life for my entire life and I wouldn't drown in water I could like tread water and like doggy paddle but I could not I did not know any of the strokes I did not know how to swim laps um so I signed up for adult beginner swim at the Y and um went through beginner intermediate and advanced and um learned how to do it I'm still not particularly good but so what what type of workouts are, are you doing on the, uh, swimming like what's an advanced class look like yeah that's was, was a great question um it's it's a lot of drills like we, we would do 100 meters and then we would rest for a little and then we would do like some butterfly work and practice different strokes you're doing like one arm stroke free freestyle strokes or anything like that are they tying bands around your ankles or no bands. No. Well, we did put something. Wait, t- tying bands well, not around tying, your ankles? But putting, that sounds yeah, putting elastic <laughs> bands. I was going to say, <laughs> is that what they did to you? We, we yeah. To teach you how to swim? Where did you learn how to swim? <laughs> well, that, that wasn't, that w- it was part of teaching, but like I kind of jumped right in. Right. Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I was doing all, all different drills. But we, we put flippers on. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. But no bands. No bands. Okay. No, no bands. Try that sometime. Put bands on. Bands around your ankles. And then jump in the water. And then don't, yeah, do freestyle. Mm-hmm. And then don't obviously kick. What's the, what's the, what are you trying to get there? Just try, on your yeah. Just on Yeah. Arms. Your poles. Right. And try to keep your ass out of the water. Yep. You know, so you, the last thing you want is to, I don't know, snowplow the water. Right. right. You want to skim on top, mm-hmm. so yeah, it definitely strengthens the poles. But fun stuff. I used to swim all the time, but yeah, I'm sure. Uh, life doesn't allow it anymore. I'd love to yeah. start swimming. We should put a pool in here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in the garage. We're back in garage for life for those yeah. that are listening. But DJ's checking it out for the first time. Yeah, it's a cool place you guys got here. Really so cool. yeah, back to that growth mindset, though. I mean, I think that's important for people to hear mm-hmm. it's like you know you just because you just because you can't do something today it drives me nuts when people think that they can never oh, yeah. do it like I'm bad at pull-ups it, it, that's what the people say I'm, I've just always been bad at pull-ups and they just instantly yeah. accept that they're bad at pull-ups it's like yeah. what do you like work at it you know, like yeah, at one point or another, you were pretty much bad at everything. Like, right. I mean, if you don't, if you've never done it, I mean, no one was born like cranking out chest bars. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. As much as I would love my four year old son to be good at pull ups at four years old, he's not. Right. No. Like, he, right. he can't even, like, you know, not it's even. It's kind of inch. the, when we talk about like that's the journey, right? I mean, that's yeah. what we talk about in the yeah. gym all yeah. the time. It's like, you know, for people that just started, you're not going to do most of the stuff that, mm-hmm. that, you know is on the board you know and that's why we focus on that scaling so much right yeah I have a a, there's a a new member I won't mention his name because I'm not sure if he'd be cool with it but new member he's texting me all the time and he's saying hey 
I saw the, the, the work and I was burpee box jump overs. What's the sub for that? What's the substitute for that? And I'd say, oh, well, you know, you could step up onto the box or whatever. Oh, it has pull-ups. What's the, what's the substitute for that? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. ring, ring rows, going through every, every workout. Like, daily he's doing this. And then he goes and, and he got me. He's like, what's this? I, I go, just show up. All right. All you got to do is just show up. That's it. And he goes, what's the sub for showing up? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, that's the Catch one thing. Much. But really, if you just show up, yeah. you know, to that, or if you're trying to learn how to swim, just show up to yeah. the beginner swim practice. Just show up to whatever, whatever you're trying to learn. Just, anything. Yeah. yeah anything. Literally anything in life. Anything. That's what was so empowering. It's all about showing up. It's like, there are all these things I can't do that I want to do. And you're telling me to get them. All I have to do is show up four to five times a week and listen to my coach. Yeah, right. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Easy. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know so, what this but, drill but is doing. You know, what's funny though is sometimes that's the hardest part, right? Showing is up. is is the showing up, you know? And I think that's what you know. I mean, a lot of people get intimidated, or you know, and and that could be. It's not just CrossFit; it's anything new, right? right? Oh, yeah, I was I was nervous for my first yeah. adult beginner swim class. Right, I'm twenty-five years old and can't swim, and starting out in the baby pool with the toddler. <laughs> right. Look, they have the adults separate from the toddlers, but still, it would have been. It's a cool visual in my mind of you know you showing up with. A bunch of toddlers so did you have swimmies on no well? swimmies we okay. were in the the like four foot pool so okay yeah. you had a bubble a bubble around your waist <laughs> one with a duck yeah nice no that's that's awesome so um we know that you're a vegan which is pretty cool um we know because of your awesome shirts <laughs> yeah. well matt knew before the shirts I did. he did yeah I, did. I was like how did you know that i think yeah. the first time i met you i be i believe i gave you a big high five for your donuts and deadlifts yes, shirt that great. was my most exciting d moment i went to a nutrition school with a girl that runs her that donuts for deadlifts yeah runs really? yeah runs she has a coffee shop uh, black she's in Local? nevada no she's in she's in Reno. I was gonna say it's not local. No, it's not local. But she uh, she has a coffee shop too, Black, Black Iron. I want to say I'm not sure. Maybe you can put it in the notes. Um, but yeah, she she says that it's an awesome gym, awesome company, mm-hmm. woman that owns up. But yeah, that's cool. But yeah, you've got your powered. Uh, what is it? Um, powered by plants. I've got several. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I've got a new one that says "Not bad for a vegan." That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you when did you make the choice to be vegan? Um, so it was a little over three years ago, September 2016. And what what uh, what got you there? You guys are gonna make fun of me, but I did prepare. I knew this would come up, so I prepared some facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so it was it was mostly for environmental reasons, which is where it started. I'm an environmental scientist by, um, that's my career. Yeah. And I was graduating from NC State um, with a degree in natural resources, so environmental. Cool. And um, I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy, and it went through just the detrimental effects of the animal agriculture industry. Um, They're responsible for more greenhouse gas emissions than the entire transportation industry, Um, livestock. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. is that like focused on Brazil? Is that globally? In Cal- globally. Glo- globally, but yeah. I, yeah. All right. Um, livestock covers forty-five percent of the Earth's land. Um, like we are just covering the Earth in cows and chickens and pigs, and we don't need to. Um, For, did you say forty-five percent? Yeah. That um, is insane. Growing feed co- 
feed crops um, for livestock consumes 56% of the water in the U.S. Like, fresh water is like 0.1% of the Earth's resources, and we're just giving it all to animals. That so, is nuts. So it started for environmental reasons. Um, then I learned more about, about the health benefits, um, and then the ethical stuff started to mean more to me over time. But yeah. Yeah, that's where it came from. That is some, th- those are statistics that are like mind blowing to me. So, yeah. so what's, what's happened f- um, as far as your performance and your, your body? Mm-hmm. What, has there been major changes since you've become vegan um, or? So, so I started CrossFit after I became vegan, um, about a year after. So, um, so hard to say performance since I've always been vegan or since being cro- doing CrossFit, I've always been vegan, but um, I mean, I, I did a ton of research in terms of like nutrients and like, will I be deficient in anything? And so the average vegan is deficient in three nutrients, um, B12, DHA slash EPA and vitamin D. Um, and turns out the average omnivore is deficient in seven nutrients. So it, it's, it's not like there's anything going against you. And most of this is just because of the you know inclusion of more fruits and vegetables, right? right. which omnivores can eat too, but they just tend not to. Right. Um, and if you're if you're a vegan, um, your tip you care about your health, right? There's right. most vegan, <laughs> and so if you're like an omnivore, you, you know, you lump in all those people Standard that are smoking American cigarettes, diet, yeah. and you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I prefer the term plant based, um, yeah. just because nice. vegan tells you what you're not eating, um, but yeah. you know, Oreos are vegan, French fries are vegan. But whole foods plant based tells you what I am eating. I am eating whole foods that are from plants. Right. Right. Right on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's a topic that, you know, we talk about all the time, which is the, the nutrition component. Right. And right. you see, yeah. you know, I mean, I think it's important, you know, the, you know, deficiency of those types of nutrients is not a vegan or right. omnivore thing. I think it's more of a, just a societal, yeah, yeah. societal, what's your diet look like? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, and so, so how, how are you getting the B12 and are you, are you supplementing fish oil? Um, um so no fish. Uh, wait a minute. So there's, so, so V I don't, I mean, I don't know. So no fish, no fish, no animal products, no dairy, no eggs, zero, zero. Okay. Um, so B12, and you probably know more about this than I do, Matt. I know it comes from the soil and that in, you, you can get it from plants, but in our sanitized world, we, we tend not to. Hmm. Um, so, and vitamin D, we live in Massachusetts, so you can't get a lot of that here. Um, <laughs> and what was the last one? DHA slash EPA. Um, so I just take a supplement every day, um, for those three nutrients. One supplement has all three. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is it is it like um, labeled a vegan supplement so of some sort? When I started um, trying to learn more about becoming vegan, I was running half marathons at the time, and I started following um, this guy who runs a website called No Meat Athlete. No Meat Athlete. I researched that. Yeah. And um, Matt Frazier, Matt who Fra- not, I know. Can you believe that's his name? I, not to be confused with the non-vegan <laughs> yeah, Matt Frazier yeah. that probably eats, you know, right. like a crazy omnivore. Um, so he started a company called Complement, and it's not meant to be a supplement. It's meant to complement your your plant-based diet. So um, that's so I guess it is kind oh, of for cool. vegans, but yeah. That's yeah. a cool website, No Meat no Athlete. Meat athlete. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. grown a lot. Yeah, yeah, they had like two hundred fifty thousand like subscribers. Oh or yeah, something he has crazy. a book. Like that's his yeah. job now. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, no media athlete. Shout out Matt Frazier, non-CrossFit Matt Frazier. How did you research that? And I Googled it. You yep. Googled no meat athlete? Yeah. Well, no, what? I, I Googled. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what I Googled. I Googled vegan CrossFitter something something. And that there was the, couple. there was, a, that was the first thing that yeah. popped up was no meat athlete. Jeremy something that is in the Netherlands. He was at the games on a team. He's vegan. And I think Sarah Sigmund's daughter is not completely vegan now, but has been um, plant-based. She probably eats fish long. though. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. I know she's doing vegan protein powder and has has been like either mostly vegan or something for for wow. a period of time. Yeah. So what's the issue with fish though? So I mean in terms of if you you know non-farm raised fish in terms of health uh, other other than choice obviously, you yeah. know, you, you let's, know, but let's like let's talk to environmental yeah. reasons if if um, you Well, I mean I it, but again prepared. non-farm raised Right. You know, line caught or, you know, salmon, swordfish, tuna. So in terms of the environment, it's there's a huge impact. Um, scientists are calling for fishless oceans by 2048, um, which isn't very far. That is not far at all. Um, for every one pound of fish caught, up to five pounds of unintended marine species are caught and discarded as bycale. Um, yeah. As many as 40 percent of fish caught globally every year are discarded. Um, and over 650,000 whales, dolphins, and seals are killed every year by fishing vessels. Wow. So basically we are just fishing down the food chain and all of these species are getting like caught and taken with the fish that we're trying to eat. So it's just collapsing marine ecosystems. Um, and in terms of the health benefits, I don't know too much about this, but I know there's, um, an issue with bioaccumulation, basically that the toxins that are in our plastics and stuff, right. they are eaten by fish, which are eaten by bigger fish, and all of these just bioaccumulate. So right. when you there's like a lot of mercury that tends to be in fish and other toxins. Yeah. So. Twenty forty eight fishless ocean, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wow. Like, can you imagine that? That's twenty eight years away, basically. No, no, yeah. I can't. I mean, people think that like the oceans are these big, vast, vast places, and they are. But the rate that these fisheries are being are growing is is smaller than the rate that we're extracting from them. So right. that's just unsustainable. So <clears throat> right. eventually, it's going to catch up to us, and that day's going to be twenty forty eight. Yeah, and it, but you think about it, like I think. Well, I guess people don't think about it because they just think it's just going to be there, and I think people take their food sources for granted. Right. And so you- it's like oh. No big deal. Scientists are going to be totally wrong. And you can say that about any natural resource. Like when early settlers came to to the East Coast, they saw these vast forests and they thought like, oh, there's so much of this. We're we're always going to have what we need. Right. And now a lot of those species are extinct because they just extracted more than they, they, you know, that was being replenished. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It is. I mean, there's also that piece where, we just expect to get the same food all year round and it's like yeah. just constant like you know like there's no cycling of vegetables mm-hmm. in the grocery store or fruits and right. vegetables it's like we want it all all year round um i started watching an avocados documentary on netflix did you guys see that i know what you're talking about i haven't seen it i haven't i, I started watching it fell asleep full disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> this was 7:30 last night. 7:30 last night he fell, fell asleep. But but that's where that's where I got to, you know. Um 
is that people just want avocados all, all year round. And right. it's like a seasonal. Well, we're spoiled as Americans yeah. in, in, in our yeah. access. I mean, it's just, it's there. I mean, and we have, it's so plentiful. And so you're just so conditioned that right. it's just going to be there. And, and, and we're part of the problem too. Like my, my yeah. son, my four-year-old, he wants blueberries every day. In January. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. January, February, year March. Right. Year round. Like, yeah. and we give them to him. And, you know, I don't. I don't, don't know. Discourage your kid from eating, you know, asking for fruits. fruits yeah, yeah, if that's all he's gonna eat, but yeah, it's I I can see that it's it's. Well, I mean, we just problem. put something up in the gym about eating in season, you know, yeah, year round. Do. I mean, that's I think yeah. we'd like know. to uh, get the um, local CSAs on here on, yeah. on the podcast and talk with them. Yeah, we about were doing about farm shares. Mountain and stuff. View. Yeah. Do you do a farm share? Do you? I did um, my first summer here, but it was just too much for for me and my wife. It's a lot, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a ton. We, I mean, we we do a family share, and we actually split it with um, another family. That's I mean, the way to ton. do it. Yeah. yeah, we we need to get someone else on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so that is. Anyone in the gym wants to go in it with me. <laughs> yeah, we do a winter. There's a winter share. There's a winter share. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so great to be able to do that. I mean, I think you know, again, the what the farms are doing around here with the 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 CSAs is awesome. And then it forces you to cook vegetables that you probably wouldn't have bought. Yeah. In, in the yeah. store, you know, like we we typically wouldn't have went out and bought fennel and bok choy yeah. and leeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never. Um, but now we're cooking it. So that's cool. Yeah. Which one which one do you go to Mount? So we're at Mountain View. We've been there for I don't even know how long it's been forever. That's the one I used to. Man. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they you know, I think they have a, a, a good variety. They got a great farm store, too. So mm -hmm. they bring in other stuff. Um, but yeah, that's and that's a big one. They've they've been doing it for a long time, um, and they do the winter share, which is phenomenal. <laughs> We've talked to them about getting on here. Um, yeah, because they they put out a lot of information about sustainability. Um, so they're they're interesting. They're a cool. They're a cool group. Nice. And so you, you became a vegan for the environmental reasons mainly, but you have health benefits that you experienced. I mean, you didn't work out before you became vegan, so you don't know about like recovery and things like that really so much, do you? Um, <clears throat> a lot of vegans cite um, recovery as, as a big benefit um, to, to being plant-based, but in terms of, there, I think there are more, a, a lot of these things can just be said for um, eating, I don't know, eating well. Like the, in terms of the health benefits, there's not a lot of research um, saying that there's a benefit to being 100% plant-based versus 95% plant-based. So um, if, if you want to incorporate some amount of animal products into your diet, you can. There's not much of a difference. But right. um, that's, like, that's like almost comparing the health benefit. If you can back squat 300 pounds compared to 350 pounds. Right. 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 It's, it's like the, you're not really, you're not any more healthy. Yeah. Right. right. You know, you're slightly stronger, but you're already strong. Right. And you're already yeah. yeah. So in terms of health, if if you're ninety five percent plant based, you're getting the same benefits. But it's the you know environmental and ethical reasons that keep me a hundred percent. So there are health benefits, but it's like you could say this just about eating more vegetables. Have, have you heard of How Not to Die? Uh yeah, I have the book. Yeah yeah yeah. So I haven't I haven't read it yet, but I have it. Uh, yeah. Is that wait rip, wait Ep hold on. Epelstein or hold on the book Gregor. is called what is it again? Okay, so it's called How Not to Die. It's okay. written by Dr. Michael Greger, oh. who um, 
basically each chapter of the book goes into our top 15 killers in the United States. So oh. heart disease, diabetes, lung cancer, strokes, Alzheimer's. And he just talks, he reads thousands and thousands of scientific articles and wrote this book about how all of these chronic diseases can be prevented and some even reversed by eating a plant-based diet. Um, so that that's what really did it for me in the health benefits. Yeah. And he, he talks about how it took 7,000 scientific papers on the detrimental effects of smoking to be published before anybody did anything. <laughs> that's crazy. Doctors smoked. So that, that really um, did it for me in terms of the health benefits. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is, it's crazy that people don't focus on their food more. Right. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. especially now with the oh, access yeah. to information and, yeah. you know, how much we know or you, how much you can know. And I don't read like you do and certainly don't have <laughs> as much research as you do. But just listening to, yeah. you know, or, or, just, you just have to do a little bit of research and you can understand that the food has a huge mm-hmm. impact on your health. Oh, yeah. If you could just learn how to read and just start reading ingredient labels yeah is right i mean the first step i mean most of your food shouldn't even have an ingredient label but right. if you just read it and you you have two comparable uh the girls put um the nutrition girls jess and tamara they put uh like cheese it's and then some other type of cracker with almond flour oh um, the up, labels up on the board yeah yeah, yeah. and just the d- different ingredients are crazy the cheese it's have like i don't even know tw- there's like 25, 25 yeah. ingredients yeah. or something. You can't pronounce half of them. Yeah, and you know, 17 of them are sugar and mm-hmm. you know, wheat flour and yeah. that used to be a, the favorite thing. One of the favorite things we did here in the gym in the morning was when you would bring a label and we would look at it and you would tell us to pick out the sugars, <laughs> like in you know, and like guess which words the were sugars. Sugars disguised, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's because that is oh, that yeah. part of it alone. If you can just recognize that. Yeah, I mean, tapioca starch, brown right. or, or well, the, organic brown organic, rice Organic, <laughs> organic tapioca yeah. starch. Yeah. Don't forget oh, the crazy. organic. I got to bring that list back. Yeah, the organic myth is crazy too. So before every every workout here, D, I would start a clock for six in, for sixty seconds. I would talk about some health topic. Cool. It was awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, it always challenged me to to come up with something mm. and talk about it, but people. you know a month would go by and someone's like oh yeah you talked about yogurt and you know I switched this or I don't eat that yogurt anymore and Mm -hmm. um like I feel great you know I I love it but um we we would love to implement something like that at the gym but it's just it's just tough to do yeah what made a really big difference for me in terms of my performance is that so I I had been eating a plant-based diet for over two years and I just started focusing on the quantity because before I didn't really pay attention to, um, I guess, macros, caloric intake, any of that stuff. And I, I thought because I was eating whole foods, plant-based, that was healthy. But I'm you know, a pretty small athlete, as you said. My caloric needs are pretty low. So I realized I was just way overeating for what I needed. Mm. And I started paying more attention to it. And I lost like 25 pounds. Whoa. So oh, wow. Yeah. So when I did a... a strict I did a strict weighted pull up the other day at the gym and it was 25 pounds and I was like well it started because I could just do a pound or a pull up when I was 150 so now I can do it at 125 right, right, right. so that's so, somewhat recent within the last three years or two years you lost 25 pounds I lost 25 pounds in about eight months yeah well eight months ago or um 
So I started counting macros and caloric intake around Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So 25 pounds for you, that's like 25% of your body weight. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. I'm 125 now. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Look great. It makes a big difference. Yeah. It, yeah, it does. I mean, can you feel that? Do you remember what it felt like? Oh my God. I feel so much better now. I just feel like I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be. Like I'm like trim and light. I can move easier. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Burpees are a little quicker. Yeah. Burpees are quicker. I'm just like, and even just like after, after a meal, it's like, I don't feel like stuffed. It's like, oh, I'm satisfied. I'm, I'm, right. I'm not like, you know, exploding. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, all right, people, we got to go back to that growth mindset a little bit, but that's, okay. that's what it takes. That's yeah. what it takes. So get yeah. the book, read up. Now I have a lot of books I need to read. <laughs> How Not to Die. I, my mom bought me that for Christmas How like not four to years die? ago. I haven't, yeah, I haven't read it yet. It's a big it one. sounds it, really it, interesting. It is big. It has like a green, uh, yeah. it says, how, yeah, I can, yeah, I can visualize it, but I haven't read it yet. It's pretty science-y, but it's, right. it, it's good. I have the audio book. I'm almost done with my first book that I've read since 2011, I believe, my first full book. So, yeah. Uh, it's so sad. <laughs> so sad. But all right, let's wrap it up. So, D, you do some social media stuff. I'm not sure if you want people to, to see it or look sure. at it, but what, what do you got? Uh, my Instagram is D, D, E, E underscore SASS, S A S S, two six. Cool. All right. And, uh, Anything else we got? No. No, I think we're good. Um, you having fun at the gym? Oh my gosh! I was gonna say I do. I do want to mention. Um, I just want to commend you guys for what you've been able to, to oh. put together in the gym. It is like such an awesome community, and like even the facility. Like it, you can just tell walking in that it was built with a lot of like thought and intention and Thanks. love, and I think that's that's really special. So I want to thank you guys for, for all the work that went into that, and oh, cool. I'm certainly grateful. I just got goosebumps. You Thanks, did? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I mean, I, th that's the feeling that I think all of us, when this, you know, when we were sitting down months ago planning this thing out, we were just like, we just want, because that was the feeling here, and mm -hmm. we wanted that to just move over there to yeah. that feeling of just, like, friendship and love and fun and mm -hmm. so i'm glad yeah, that, welcome i'm glad that's perpetuated mm -hmm. you know yeah it's in really the, in the group we're, we're really lucky with that morning group we got it's it's awesome i'm shocked that there are that many people every day yeah there are like 15 people but day. doesn't it feel like everybody's been working out together for like the last five years like it's just yeah. really comfortable well, are a good amount of those people from here there's a that's decent amount but it's pretty new i mean i, I yeah it's it's a mix because some people that were coming here, um, they go in the afternoon, yeah, too, yeah. so kind of split up a little bit. But um, yeah, there's a lot of new people. Yeah, I'd say less than half probably came from here in the oh, morning. Oh wow! Yeah, um, it's Halloween coming up too, so don't be afraid. You know, to, I already got my costume. To get a costume ready <laughs> for the open. Yeah, for any the of it, of maybe you and I should plan something where I could be Jon Snow and you can be Arya Stark. I already got a Superwoman costume. Oh, all right. So Damn it. We might have to. All right. Well, 2020. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about or it. Or we could do Thursday and then do something different for the open. All right. That's cool. We'll talk. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's a wrap. All right. Sounds good.